of all, all the books. books. Yeah. The official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. Here we are. Yeah, actually, looking at the uh, the waveform, yeah. it looks like uh, that was very loud. So, was it? Good. Yeah. Well, you're welcome, fans. So in case, in case it didn't books. come through well enough, this is episode 40. 40. Yeah. I did so. a drum roll. That was part of the... Uh, Part of the yeah, the, they the might noise. not have heard. They might not have gotten so, it. It was there though. How do you feel? 40, 40 episodes in. Yeah. It's one of those things where it feels like, on the one hand, we've been doing this forever, but mm-hmm. also, it's gone by so quick. Yeah, man, we're you know? we're forty episodes young. I know. So we've got right. forty episodes left in us that we're yeah. really gonna. Wow, only forty. Forty more. <laughs> okay, we'll be eighty. Yeah. I oh I get it. We're gonna we're gonna go past eighty. We go past eighty. All right. So we were just talking today at lunch. We were talking about what we're gonna do for our hundredth episode. And then we realized true. it's like fifteen months away. Yeah. Yeah. A year from <laughs> so August. We got a little bit of time. We so, got a little bit of time to, to figure that out. But yeah, it's weird because yeah. we'll be experiencing our one year anniversary in August, That's but true. not our hundredth episode. Right. So yeah, doing this it's kind of fun because then we get so many anniversaries. Yeah. Like here we are celebrating forty. Yeah, in ten episodes we'll be celebrating fifty. Every, basically, every five podcasts, I feel yeah. like we're like, wow, yeah, fifty-five. <laughs> this journey, Eric. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, uh, well, today we're gonna we're gonna talk a little nonfiction. We're gonna talk about some of what is. Uh, what did we talk about last week? Was it not nonfiction? As no, well? last week we were talking about uh, we pulled some new things from the collection. Oh, that's right. We, we that was hi- great. We were highlighting some of the uh, some yeah. of our ordering practices and yeah. things we're doing. But this week, uh, we're, we're going to talk uh, what's probably arguably considered some of the greatest nonfiction books of all time. So we're going to hit you with that a little bit later. That's a bold claim. Uh, that's why I said arguably. Oh yeah, it's just one person's. Yeah, opinion. Right. Well, make a, another bold claim a that panel I would argue about of people's. I'll opinions. make one. <laughs> Did you say of idiots? I said opinions, a panel of people. Oh, okay. Their opinions. I thought you called the people of the Guardian idiots. No. No, I would never say that. Is that a UK? Uh, yeah. 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 Anyway, so what are we going to talk about before that, though, Eric? Uh, our bookmarks? Yeah. Is there anything else going on no. before the bookmarks? No. Did you want to talk about your weekend? No, I just always want you to say the thing about book news and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we're not on book news. No, I know, but you usually say, like, you're home for... Book All news, right, yeah. book reviews, author spotlights. Yeah. Usually say that. Okay. Well, it is. Oh, I know. Now everybody knows. I know. Hey, but... guys. This is your home for book news, author yeah. news, and literary events. All and in one place. You can find us at SoundCloud slash All the Books. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on YouTube also slash All the Books. You can find us on the Angelica Community Radio Stations Wednesdays at 9. That's true. So if you like us, please rate us share us with your friends yeah. you can find us uh, talk to us on twitter yeah. at all the book show yeah. facebook david a. Howe public we'll Library. be doing a uh, review drive for itunes we soon. should do a review so drive. all all that what basically that means is all you listeners just go on itunes and uh review us yeah positively yeah and Preferably. then uh that's it yeah i don't know how else we would do it yeah everyone who gives us a positive review will give a shout out to yeah <laughs> all the books yeah people will eat so. that up Actually, there was somebody I wanted to give a shout out to recently. Really? But I can't remember. Huh. Ronald Reagan? No. Oh, okay. Ronald, what? I don't know. Ronald Reagan. It was just a shot in the dark. Why not? No. You know what? I think it was my brother in law, but I can't remember why. Shout so, out to Corbin. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to uh, hold on. Hold off. Though. Sorry, that was it's my a... personal shout out yeah, to Corbin, whom I've never met. That's true. <laughs> so. I, I can't remember. I was like, I was reading something or thinking about something. I was like, oh, I should mention that on the podcast and then shout out. But. No, didn't happen. Nothing. Didn't happen, but we've wasted valuable real estate discussing <laughs> that's it, so that's great. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about bookmarks. First up, we're going to talk about what we've been reading, just personally. Although, usually mine is like at least 50-50 books I'm reading for the library. Yeah. You're usually up there, too. You kind of have a gravelly voice thing going on. Do I like really? you smoking? Wow. No. Yeah. Like you're delivering the no. news about Maybe Nixon's impeachment. Maybe some share songs. Do you think? Speaking of Nixon, Eric and I saw the other guys over the no the nice guys the, the nice, nice guys, guys yeah over the weekend with uh, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling yeah great movie it was hilarious loved it yeah loved it so. little, little Nixon cameo which was a yeah. lot of fun <laughs> the other guys is who's that Marky Mark and Will Ferrell also yeah. a good movie but that's yeah, not that's the okay. one I saw over the weekend I prefer so. the nice guys yeah you might be right so. I think I laughed harder at the other guys my friend Chris and I saw that and it was just me Chris and a biker gang nice. and we all like collectively laughed hysterically at nice. the other guys yeah. but we're talking about the nice guys it's true Confusing. actually we're not talking about it anymore no we're moving on we're done <laughs> alright so here's what I finished I finished the Civil War the main Civil War story from Marvel that the movie's sort of based on right somewhat based on so I read that Abraham Lincoln no shot in the back no. of the head no 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 while out of the theater no 
Spider-Man swings in. No. He's very oh, upset yeah. Yeah. that he, he yeah. couldn't save the president. That's from Marvel 1865, <laughs> if you've read that. Uh, I finished The Abode of Life by Lee Corey. Star Trek hey, you book. know what? I want to read that. Do you want to read that? No. I know you no, don't. I'm just kidding. I know. That's okay. That was all right. Oh, I was at a thrift store, and I found a vintage Archie comic called Veronica's Passport, so oh, I read whatever. that. I was at a thrift store. Yeah. We were but, at the same thrift store. I know, but yeah. I found, I found yeah. Archie comic. Veronica's Passport. So Veronica's what is this? It's just her traveling the world? Veronica going to different places around the world. There wasn't even any, like, Archie wasn't even in it. Okay. We got a whole slew of Archie comics Here, in, here's, the, in the YA graphic novels. That's true. Right? We got Tell the new Archie that. thing. We got the Mark Wade Archie. We got yeah. uh, Josie and the Pussycats. We got Rock and Roll Romance. Yeah. Yeah. Archie means Glee, which Archie I didn't even know glee, was yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. If that's your bag, go to the YA graphics. Yeah. What is the personality differences between Betty and Veronica? Well, Betty's like the girl next door. She's nice and she's sweet. Betty's the blonde. Blonde. Veronica's rich. She's spoiled. She's demanding. She's self-centered. You know. Huh. That's the difference. And so there's... Archie has to choose between somebody who's a good person and somebody who's not? Yeah. What? So really, Archie's a bad person. I get, I don't they seem they seem fine with it. That's the other thing. He's like cuz sometimes he's like dating Cheryl Blossom or he's he's dating the Josie and the Pussycats lady. So Valerie. Yeah, Valerie. So everybody's fine. Everybody's fine with it. I just don't I don't get it either. I don't understand. It's weird. It just o- seems occasionally, like occasionally he dates Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Just seems like Archie might be shallow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm team Betty, obviously. Because of so the nice the nice she's, yeah. she's I mean she's fine. She's nice. Okay. You know. I guess out of all those choices, I'd be Team Valerie. Team Valerie. Josie and the Pussycats. That's a good call. So. I love that. They, you do that in Rock and Roll Romance, which is one of our new yeah. YA graphics. So. Yeah. Well, that's going to be on the podcast display because we've talked about it. Like all right. Times, yeah, so. we've talked about Rock anyway. and Roll Romance. So if you're an Archie fan, we've got you covered. And if you're not, it? I mean, get with the picture. Where have you been for the last 70 years, right? Yeah. My hometown is thought to be one of the places of inspiration for Riverdale. Hmm. Is this the part where we just lie? No, it's not a lie. My hometown this is, a real is the thing. basis for the planet Krypton. Okay, so Haverhill High School. Oh boy, is supposed to be like the inspiration for the Riverdale High School. Oh, okay, so I guess there's a teenage witch who goes there, right? No, we don't. We didn't have a teenage. Is, is witch. the principal Mr. Weatherby? No. Okay. Okay, I'm just just saying if you do your research, Haverhill, Massachusetts, will pop up a few times Man. when talking about Archie and Riverdale. This this lying, okay. this lying side of you. Ugh, is yeah, you know what? I made this up. I was like. Hey, I'm going to claim my hometown is the same place as Riverdale from a comic I've never read. Anything for attention. You've never read an Archie comic? No. you got to get into rock and roll romance. That's, I don't know. That's the way to They're go. just like... Take you ten minutes. You'll love it. I just don't get it. I don't get the <laughs> appeal right, of Archie. Right. I don't have to defend myself to you. Okay, keep going. You read Valerie... No, no Valerie. Ver- you read uh, Veronica's Passport. She Remember goes... the show Veronica's Closet with Kirstie Alley? No. Mid-90s? No. It was her Cheers follow-up. Not great. Not right. terrible. Was it a spin-off of Cheers? No, she played like, like a, it was like a Victoria's Secret type situation. Who does Sam end up with at the end of Cheers? No, don't say that. Don't give that away. I don't know. Oh, I'm not going to tell you. Oh. Some people haven't seen it. You're right. I'm not going to tell <laughs> you. The statue of limitations are still going yes, for Cheers. I'm not going to purposely spoil Cheers for anyone. Okay. You should watch Cheers. I have a very distinct memory of watching the Cheers finale when I was a kid. Yeah. And I, I, didn't, I probably didn't get it, but I remember, like, this is the Cheers finale. And even as a child, I knew it was a big deal. All right. So cool. check out Cheers. Do we have Cheers? No. We don't have any Cheers at all? Well, we have it in the system. If you, want, if you want Cheers, we'll hook you up here at STLS. I just ordered Ray Donovan. Cool. Leaf, Leaf Shriver? Yeah. yeah. Right. So everybody's favorite Sabretooth. That's right. Unless yeah. you like... Uh, Unless you're Tyler Maine. Yeah, Tyler Maine fan. Tyler Maine is your favorite Sabretooth. Yeah. But. So. Anyway. Do <laughs> was... you think Tyler Maine's kids... Say he's the... Do you think Tyler Maine gets home and is like, who's your favorite Probably Sabretooth? Not. Tyler Maine paid, played Sabretooth in just what? X-Men? Just X-Men. Just the first X-Men movie. And then Lee Shriver took over the role in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. If you look in the X section of our alphabetically organized DVDs, you'll find all the X-Men movies. Right I wish you would stop together. talking about those. Like, I, it's almost embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's exciting. Okay. Anyway, here's what I'm currently reading. Nashville Noir. By Donald Bain, a murder she wrote mystery. Yeah, for I wish case. you would say murder she wrote Nashville noir. Murder she wrote colon Nashville noir. <laughs> it sets up false pretenses. I think. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. By Donald Bain. This All is right. for our Patreoners book club. We meet the by first Donald Wednesday Bain of the month. and uh, Jessica Fletcher. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the, the fictional character Jessica Fletcher helped. Page Turners meets the first Wednesday of the month, which I believe this month is June first. Has she three ever, o'clock? Has she ever teamed up with like? She mentioned Columbo. She's but mentioned she's Columbo. never teamed up with Columbo. No, I don't think so. That's a big mistake. I know. That's a strategic mistake. If they you did ask that, me. like the diagnosis murder, the Dick Van Dyke's 
TV show about murder that was also geared towards the elderly. Uh-huh. They did crossovers. They, Andy Griffith came on as Matlock. Huh. They did stuff with like I Spy. They, all sorts of stuff. All right. But no, Murder, She Wrote never did it. Uh, and then I'm also reading Captain America, Sam Wilson, Not My Captain America, Volume 1. Yeah. So this is a Captain so America graphic that has Falcon, yeah. Sam Wilson, as Captain America. Yeah. I'm digging it so far. That's because at that point in like the Marvel, yeah. it's only like two or three years ago, uh-huh. uh, something happens and Captain America, like the super soldier serum wears off or something happens to it. So now he's aged like... He would be. Mm. So now he's like 90 years old. So he can't be Captain America anymore. Right. Falcon to be Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm liking it. So So. that's all. I think he's in charge. Can you guys hear me click this pen? Because I realized I've been clicking it. Can you hear that? Yeah. It shows up on the... Cool. Yeah. All right. That's really... Just tweet me if you can hear me clicking this pen. All right? At All The Book Show. Wow. You hear that? Oh, my gosh. All right. I'm done. I'm going to put my pen down. What are you reading, buddy boy? Uh, Let's see. I finished... Star Spangled Girl by Neil Simon. Hey. Pretty funny. Yeah. We're going to be doing that here, that's right? That's true. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Starring, oh, that's, that's a little, uh, starring a certain... That's right. Certain I'm, uh, brother-in-law this is, of yours. This is like a, a breaking news story. Yeah, here breaking news. I haven't this posted just it in. yet. Uh, yes, we're, we're doing the, the Star Spangled Girl, a comedy by Neil Simon. We're going to do it here in the auditorium, July 1st and 2nd, as part of the summer reading program. So tune in, directed by Nick Gunning. Cast includes Eric Mickles. Yeah, of that's me. Spinoff fame from yeah. our, from last year's show. That's true. Mike Cox, who uh, you might remember him, he played uh, Felix when we did the Odd Couple here a couple yeah. years ago, and Sarah Badger, who played Shelby in Steel Magnolias, also performed here in the auditorium. Yeah. All star. Here's team. what I'm excited about this because I've directed the three of you probably more than I've directed any other people. Really? And yeah. You okay. guys are like the top slots, but never. Have I had the three of yeah. you in one play? It'll be a perfect storm. I know. I'm really excited so, about it. I think it's going to be a great show. I will choose to be... I guess I'm going to take the Mark Wahlberg role. I Marky mean, I, Mark? sh- I should okay. be uh, George Clooney. You're no Clooney. But I'm going to take the Marky Mark one. No, no. Yeah. Well, so, okay. I think George C. Riley's in that, too. John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Huh. We could have... Mike can play him. Okay. All right. There, not a lot of roles for women no. in that role. Sorry, no. Sarah. No. She can play the C. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is your breaking news. Look out for the Star yeah. Spangled Girl, Sorry. sponsored by the Friends of the Library. So it'll be a free yeah. show. They're the friends of everybody, really. Yeah. When you think about it, if the library yeah. is for everybody and they're the friends of the library, then vicariously they're the friends of you, the friends podcasts. of you and me. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so uh, I read yeah. Tuck Everlasting by Natalie Babbitt. Yes, you led a book club. I did. How did the kids go? liked it? Did they? Um, it was funny. I asked the question because in this book. Every, the Tuck family, who's living forever now, they're like, oh, it's a curse. It's a curse. Mm-hmm. And I asked the kids, I'm like, do you see it as a curse or a blessing? And all the kids are like, it's a curse. And I'm like, yeah. as I'm turning 30, I'm like, you guys are crazy. Really? See, I'm uncomfortable with the concept of eternity. Of living forever? Yeah. Yeah. It's I probably that. Probably because you're so negative. I need a rest. No way. Uh-uh. Just take a nap. No. No. I can't, I can't. I'm not one of those nap people. I well, can't nap. Once you live forever, you're kind of like, you, you, can you wouldn't be working anymore. Yeah. Yeah, sure I would. Well, I don't think I don't think so. I mean, you don't need to eat anymore. Why not? It depends on the rules, I, I think guess. You have to eat. Well, okay. Let's say you do That's still crazy. have to eat. Yeah. Like, but I just feel like you don't have as many responsibilities anymore. Okay. Like, oh, I got to prepare for when I'm eighty. No, you don't. Huh? Just live it so day to day. Like, brush or floss my teeth anymore? I don't think no so. No basic maintenance. No, you're not wow. aging. Okay. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, you still have to shower. Yeah. You probably still have to no. brush your teeth, not because they're going to fall out, but because of bad breath. Bad breath. So maybe Cal- Listerine. Calitosis. Yeah. All right. Tuck Everlasting. So the kids, <laughs> yay or nay? They, they liked it. It wasn't the favorite of the ones. Uh, I asked around. The favorites of the book club we did were The Outsiders and The Giver. Those were the top two mm-hmm. of the four we mm-hmm. did. Okay. So Walk Two Moons, that was the Walk other? Walk Two Moons Walk was two the moons. other one. Uh, someone said you? that was their favorite. What's your favorite? Probably, Probably The Outsiders. Outsiders? Yeah. Outsiders Hinton? is great. Is that Hinton? Yeah. Uh, next year, if they want to do it, we might read one of her other ones, like Rumble Fish or uh, That Was Then, This Is Now. That's a classic one. Hmm. Francis Ford Coppola did outsiders really in theaters yeah anyway i read some comic books i read 1985 that's a marvel, marvel book yeah, yeah. where it's kind of like uh oh, what's the schwarzenegger film last, last action, action hero. hero so a bunch of marvel supervillains are coming into the real world as this like <laughs> uh 13 year old is dealing with his parents divorce yeah and so he has to find a way to stop oh sure he does. with his uh his kind of like loosey-goosey dad yeah so it's really good. I I did like it. It was kind of nostalgic. I mean, I wasn't even born in 1985. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I be here. released into the year uh, a year later. I remember when this happened in real life. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Fing fang boom. Big deal. It was yeah. just funny because like the cops are freaking out. They're like, "There's something by the beach. It's calling itself Fing fang foom 
Fing Fang Foom is a giant dragon yeah. from the Marvel Universe, yeah, yeah. so that's fun. I read Wonder Woman Earth One by our favorite moon man, <laughs> Grant Morrison. <laughs> so Did you, you liked it all right, didn't you? That yeah, was fine. Stars? You, you had reviewed and said it was your favorite Wonder Woman story you've ever read. I think so. I thought that was a crazy thing to really? say. See, I thought I that. I almost thought Grant Morrison was writing your dialogue. It was so crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just really liked it. I don't know. You it worked for me. It, it was weird. It was, it was off. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the current Wonder Woman run, like you were. Okay, kind of over that. Well, anyways, it was fine. Okay. Um, I read New Suicide Squad. Mm, how was that? That was good by better, Sean Ryan. Better than the other one. The other run. The other New Fifty Two run. See, it, it, even with the New 52 run where it's not good, yeah, I still enjoy it. I like the Suicide Squad. Okay. Well, I'm, is this better or worse then? Um, this volume was pretty good. Okay. Uh, the, it doesn't have a is, great rating, but I really find enjoyed it. Because the, the movie Suicide Squad is coming out in what, August? Yeah. So I think they're yeah. rebooting it. Again? For, for that, I would think. Maybe. But do you find that the one you just read is more in line with what you're seeing from the trailers and stuff? From the upcoming movie, do you think they're trying to like streamline? I, no, out of all the ones I've read, I think you can be okay. Really, it's just the concept because hmm. the characters are they change back and forth. Deadshot's like the one who's always there. Deadshot, okay. Captain Boomerang, and now Harley Quinn. Yeah. So, uh, hmm. yeah. Okay. The concept's really the the main. thing. I've only read the it. first volume of the New Fifty Two Suicide Squad, yeah. and I was fine with it. I didn't, fun. I didn't feel compelled to read more, but I liked it. You know. Cool. Um, you should read Secret Six. Oh, I should get a Secret Six for our library. Yeah. Um, I read Star Wars Darth Vader, Volume 2, Shadows and Secrets by uh, Kieran Gillen. Oh, you loved that first one. I did. Was this one I liked it. And the next volume is Vader Down, where uh, Darth Vader goes down. Ben uh, Affleck has to come on a helicopter. What? Oh, so that's Black Hawk Down. Sorry. Ben Affleck's not in that. Is he not? No. All right. Josh Hartnett, Ewan McGregor. Oh, you know I'm thinking of Pearl Harbor. Eric Bana. Sorry, man. Okay. Can I take it again? Yeah. Josh Hartnett's got to come down in a helicopter and save him. Well, Josh, he was already on the ground. The oh, helicopter. Which one of them was saving Private Ryan? Was that Josh Hartnett? He was no, saving Private Ryan? No, that was Matt Damon. But oh, he okay. was Private Ryan. So He's Tom Hanks had to the save smell him. of napalm in the morning. Is that right? Nope. Nope. That's uh, Apocalypse Now. Oh, okay. So okay. You're right. You're the going one, further the back. one with uh, James Franco where he's a pilot. Flyboys? Oh, yeah, you're right. Is that that's what, that's what <laughs> James Rango yeah. movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Why do I know that? Anyway, right now I'm reading The Pleasure of My Company by Steve Martin. Hey. So, Are you doing our thing? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I, listeners, I, you I may gotta, remember a long, lost, forgotten yeah. bit where uh, I was going to read a book Nick suggested, yeah. and Nick was going to read a book I suggested. And then we just plum forgot. But I, uh, I've proven to be the better friend as I've picked up Pleasure of My Company by Steve Martin to read. Oh, he's reaching for it. I pulled it off my shelf. I got Starship Troopers right in my hand. Yeah. Uh, just just to see how much of a better friend you are. How much of The Pleasure of My Company have you actually read? Um, I read the prologue. That's a little poem. Okay. And I read the first line where he says, this whole thing started because of a clerical mistake. Okay. So you've read one line. Yeah. Okay. How's, uh, how's Starship Troopers, Nick? Uh, well... Eric, I think uh, my the part that I like so far is that first line where he says, I always get the shakes before a drop. So we're tied now, because I just read the first line. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway, we're really going to do this now, and yeah. so we're going we're gonna to report back to each other and to you, our loyal followers, to mm-hmm. see how we liked each other's books. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm making it look like I'm a good friend, but really, I wanted to get this out of the way so I could also read other books. I understand. So. I understand. So, so I suggested to Eric the pleasure of my company by uh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin and Eric suggested Actor, to me banjo player, yeah. comedian, Twitter extraordinaire. Is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a big deal on Twitter. Right. I don't like his style on Twitter. I unfollowed him. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> I do love him. Oh my gosh, let's sing the King Tut song right now. Uh, bow, 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 bow. It's not so much funny yeah. as just enjoyable. I was like, at I like a college it, like entertainment show, like a Saturday Night Live kind of I thing. Don't like the sound of and this. they did. Some of the kids did King Tut, and it went over as well as you would think it would yeah. in a college crowd. Yeah. So Wow. Anyway, Eric suggested to me Starship Troopers by Robert A. Heinlein. Yeah. The controversial classic of military adventure. Yeah. So this is with Josh Hartnett? Nope. Okay. Uh, Sean Ryan Scott. That might be. I think it is. But also... Um, Casper Van Dien. Yes, him. Yeah. But... Uh, Three names as well. He's got three names too. Julia Louis Dreyfus. No, he's Neil on Neil Patrick uh, Harris. Yes, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh my gosh, is in Star Trek: wow. Troopers the movie. <laughs> okay, man, Dude, I can Hauser himself. That is a bad movie. Is it? There's oh, like yeah. five of them now. 
Yeah, they're all like direct to DVD, but the the movie Starship Troopers is bad. It's not not funny, not not entertaining. It's it, it's going for hmm. a, a style of like parody of propaganda and stuff, but it, okay, the parody doesn't really land, so hmm. it almost just watches like a straight film. It's okay. just it's not great. So you prefer the, the book. book? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are they similar at all? Mm. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> all right. So. Let's get on to book news. Okay. This is news you can use when it yeah. comes to books. Yeah. News. Don't snooze. Use, use news. Use, use our news. News. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> we got to workshop that. That was, uh, okay. that was really good. Sure. All right. So let me tell you what we got coming down. Uh, coming down the pipeline? August. We're talking August. <gasps> My <gasps> birthday month. <gasps> when you'll be... 30. 42. What? Yeah. What? I had to break the news to you, buddy. Oh, my gosh. You were in a cryo chamber for 12 years. You're actually turning 42. That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but I mean, think about you and Morgan Freeman don't have very much time to finish your bucket list. That's true. So oh my gosh, Morgan Freeman's still alive 12 years later. Yeah, he's still alive. Great. Yeah. Oh, you know what? What? Morgan Freeman might not be alive when I'm 40. Oh, that is that's too There's bad. certain Stan Lee definitely won't be alive when what I'm else? 40. What else did you miss while you were in the time capsule, I wonder? Snap bracelets, not a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. People don't like the snap About, bracelets. About uh, 27 Marvel Cinematic Movies. Yeah, you missed a lot of those. So. 21 Jump Street now is actually a series of movies with a, with a fat kid. No, I was there. Oh. For that. You were there for, for the that. Be- the first two, yeah. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Um, I just, I'm not but sure. But he, he lost a lot of weight. You were cryo. He, he had he? lost a lot of weight. Good for did him. Did he gain it all back? Yeah. Well, I guess it's been 12 years. It's, it's hard to stay yeah. on that, so. Yeah. Yeah. You're blurring the timeline. I don't. I don't follow. <laughs> uh, coming out August 9th, Catherine <gasps> Coulter fans, look out! I would have been 30 for two days. That's right. I would be 30.2. That was embarrassing. I don't know how to do that. Uh, Catherine Coulter fans, yeah. book number 20 in her FBI series, coming out. Insidious. It's called Insidious. Is the 20th thriller Ugh. and number one New York Times best-selling author Catherine Coulter's FBI series. It's kind of a bad name. That's the FBI uh, agent Savick and Sherlock must discover who's trying to murder 86-year-old Venus Rasmussen, a powerful, wealthy society icon. They soon find out that the danger may be closer than expected. Do you think this is the same Savick played by Kirstie Alley, who also played Veronica in Veronica's Closet? I I don't know. And Becky, I, I can't help you with Cheers. Do you think it's the same Savick? I can't help you with Kirstie Alley at okay. all. All right. No one can help right. Kirstie Alley. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, next, oh, Janet Ivanovich. Boy, Janet Ivanovich. And this, this does not begin with a number. So, I don't know. Look out. This is called Curious Minds. And this is coming out uh, August 16th. This is by Janet Ivanovich, and I do not know how to say this name. I'm just going to spell it for you and let you decide. P-H-O-E-F. Sutton. P-H-O-E-F. Foof. <laughs> Foof. Feef. Yeah. Fjelf. Yeah. Let's say Fjall. Yeah. Maybe the right. P is silent. So Maybe this Hoif. Hoif. Curious uh, <laughs> Minds by Janet Ivanovich, or, or is that also? Is that a silent H, Janet Ivanovic? And no, I don't Hoif? Know. I Sutton. think the E is actually silent. Hoif. Hoif. And right. Janet. Anyway, this is called Curious Minds. Hmm. Janet Ivanovich, number one New York Times bestselling author of the Stephanie Plum series, teams up with Emmy winning writer Hoif Sutton for a brand new Hoif. series. Oh. <laughs> of thrillers featuring the invincible you sound like a very curious monkey when you do that like <laughs> an incompatible pair oh no they're an invincible yet incompatible pair yeah how are they going to work together if they're incompatible I that's going to cause a lot of friction yeah but it's probably going to result in some mutual respect yeah. all think? I want is a pair yeah they'll so. probably actually instead of growing apart uh-huh. they'll grow together not in spite of their differences but because of them sure so yeah. Curious Minds. If you're curious about Curious Minds, 816. If you have suspicious minds, then you're caught in a trap and you can't walk out. I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, Elvis Presley knows. <laughs> Christine Feehan. <laughs> you're a big Christine Feehan fan, right, Eric? I think so. The, but the E's are silent. Supernatural. Oh, fin. Yes. <laughs> okay. Christine Fin. All right, so she does like... I don't know. I guess I can't even guess. It's like... It's like <laughs> paranormal pa- romance, yeah, paranormal like animal <laughs> adventure. I don't know. So there's a monkey in that. Well, there's always some kind of animal involved, like a tiger. Yeah, like a tiger. This one has. They're like, like sexy animals this... that if if somebody said you're like a, you'd be flattered. Yeah. Not like oh, you're like an armadillo. Yeah. She's no, not having adventures not. with armadillos. No, no, no. You're kind of like an armadillo. Thank you. I do like a good sleeping bag. 
Wow. That's like armadillo humor. Woo! <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> you stupid. Ah, anyway, Eric, uh, in her Dark series, again, great name. Yeah. <laughs> Number 30, Dark wow. Carousel. I know. Uh, by Christian Feehan coming out August 2nd. So you'll still be in your 20s, sport. Thanks. Uh, in this new Carpathian... <laughs> Sorry, in this new Carpathian novel from number one yeah. New York Times best-selling author Christine Fian, a woman falls prey to the... what? She falls prey to what? I'm sorry, to the seductive allure of the past. Huh? Sorry, I need to read these ahead of time. Keep going. She's she's being seduced by the past by by the seductive allure of the past, and a vampire warrior's intoxicating embrace. <laughs> These are number one bestsellers. Who are you to laugh? I know. I know. I'm sorry. I just wasn't. I wasn't prepared. The cover is just like a man and a horse. <laughs> All right, you go. You I go. Go. I'll come back with my large print when I have a minute. Okay. So it's just like a regular horse, not like a unicorn. <laughs> oh my gosh! That vampire has an intoxicating embrace. <laughs> it's true. Woo. Okay. <clears throat> No, I can do it. Okay. All right. Coming for you in large print. This is also coming out in August <laughs> uh, by Carolyn Haynes. This is uh, her Sarah Booth Delaney series number 15 <laughs> called Bone to be Wild. <laughs> wow. <laughs> With a new twist around every corner, Sarah Booth's zany adventures will delight readers in Carolyn Haynes' latest southern cozy, Bone to be Wild. So this is a cozy mystery series set in the South. Following a character named Sarah Booth Delaney. Okay. So if you're a cozy mystery fan, check that out. Who's not? All right. Now we have from Beverly Jenkins. Again, this is large oh, print. Oh, boy. Coming, uh, coming new to us in August. Stepping to a New Day, a Blessings novel. This is Stepping to a New Day. Yeah. It's, it's made for a rap, I think. Don't you think? I guess. Like a 90s I'm rap. not good at free Like rap. a Will Smith rap. Oh, like, it's uh-huh, like uh-huh. Yeah, because it's like I'll step into a new day. Say what, what, what? Yeah, yeah woo! Uh, USA Today bestselling author Beverly Jenkins returns to the town of Henry Adams. She's returning to Henry Adams. What, 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 woo! Town, the town of Henry Adams, yeah. I guess so. With a story of family, friendship, uh-huh. love, and intoxicating vampire embraces. <laughs> no, it's friendship, love, and second chances. Mm-hmm. So... Beverly Jenkins fans, keep an eye on our large print in August. All right, over to you, my good man. Okay. Remember the line from Wild Wild West where he's like, be careful how your lips react. You don't want to see my hand where my hip be at. Because he'll pull out a gun. That's pretty good stuff. That movie flopped big time, right? Oh, yeah. Wild Wild West. I never saw it. I remember like Robot Spiders and Kevin Kline. You've never seen it? No, I've never seen it. It might get a bad rap, but it's been a long time. Actually, the rap for that one is great. Is it? Uh, well, it was. <laughs> but I kid. Yeah. So. It'd be um, cool if Will Smith did comedy again someday, right? I'm upset that he didn't do the rap for the end of Men in Black I know, 3. man. It seems weird. He did, he did uh, Men in Black. Yeah. And then he did Black Suits Are Coming. Yeah. And they were great. Yeah. But then he had, like, some other people come and do what the What if end the third of- one was just, like, uh, Tommy Lee Jones rapping? Mm. Like, hey, I'm back in the game. <laughs> Finally, Jones. I got my glasses on. Oh. Uh. <laughs> right? Very good, good, yeah. Okay. How come he hasn't played uh, George W. Bush? Good question. All right. So, he's probably too old now. Probably. He'd have to play like modern. He's, I think he's older than George W. Bush, so. Yeah. Probably. Okay. So, he these are the books. Futuristic version. These are the books that are coming out May 24th. On your calendar, it would be 5 24 2016. What about on, or, on a British calendar? On a British calendar, it would be 24 5 2016. Well, that makes no sense. There's no 24th month. Yeah. That would be like double December. That makes One time, no sense. I, st- I started reading uh, that Shut Up and Sit Down uh, board game blog site. Okay. And I would go through and like try to find their podcasts and articles and do it in yeah. chronological order. And I couldn't figure out where anything was. And then yeah. it dawned on me. The day yeah. came first. Yeah, yeah. So, A Blade of Black Steel by Alex Marshall. This is the sequel to A Crown for Cold Silver. Outstanding, game-changing, epic adventure featuring an unforgettable female warrior. Hmm. Five villains, one legendary general, a battle for survival. Who will win? I don't know. Okay. Does the reader? Yeah, probably. Sometimes. Does it have a horse and a dude on the front of it? No, it okay. has some swords. Different. Uh, I can't say this title so i'm just gonna skip it okay the wolf of sarajevo saharavo okay s-a-r-a is this by fwif 
No, this is by Matthew Palmer. Oh, okay. It's a riveting novel of international suspense from acclaimed author and veteran diplomat, Matthew Palmer. Veteran diplomat? Wow. Nice. Oh, okay. So, like, he has diplomatic community. No. So I don't think you understand diplomatic yeah, yeah, yeah. community. You can kill a diplomat and you're fine because, no. because of diplomatic community. No. Eric, they have the diplomatic community. This. Right. So a crime can't be committed by or against them. No, you can commit a crime against a diplomat. Well, sure you can. There's no punishment for it. No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We're there is punishment because it's like a political crime then. No. you got to look this up. Uh, anyway. The Confessions of Congressman X by Ooh. Congressman X. Whoa. Do you know anything about this? No, I don't. All right, so it's no wonder Congressman X wants to remain anonymous for fear of retributions. His admissions are deeply disturbing. Wow. My main job is to keep my job, to get reelected. I don't... Okay. Did, we, did you learn anything in that sentence? No, I didn't. What about uh, fundraising is so time-consuming, I seldom read any bills I vote on. I don't understand. Why, why is he doing this? He's confessing! He's like the... Uh, remember the masked magician? Remember that? He'd go in, in like... Tell secrets. Oh, yeah. It's the same kind of situation yeah. here. And people like... We, we're getting these great revelations like fundraising takes time and yeah. that elected officials want to keep their jobs. Sure. I mean, you can't just get that anywhere. No, you can't. All right. Flight Patterns by Karen White. Why does she sound familiar? I don't know. Oh, she wrote The Sound of Glass in the Forgotten Room. That must be it. So, I have... <laughs> anyway, Flight Patterns. Uh, it's been 10 years since Georgia left her family home on the coast of Florida. That doesn't make any sense. Wait, Georgia is above so Florida. Are we doing fiction now? Yeah. Was Congressman X fiction? No, I think that was nonfiction. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, no, now we're into fiction. Okay. Ready? Humble and Kind by Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, like the country singer? Yeah. Okay, maybe this is not. Humble and Kind is a Boy. keepsake hardcover volume that combines the emotional power of Tim McGraw's uplifting number one single and video, Humble and Kind, to elegant line illustrations and a gift book for all seasons. Ooh. So I guess this isn't nonfiction but it kind of is yeah do you listen to tim mcgraw no. you were listening to something bad when i walked in here. i was it sounded like country james taylor Ugh, it was the worst it wasn't a great one james taylor if you're listening please shut it. i basically bought that cd just to get uh whenever I, mean, I whenever i see your smiling face which one is that it's a great one how's it go well, i can't sing it to you now why well copyright well okay sing like sing the tune but do it different lyrics uh Whenever I see your smiling Lamborghini. <laughs> okay. Uh, Terry Brooks has a new book out, The Sorcerer's Daughter. Hey, this quick question. Yeah. Terry Brooks dead? No. I'm pretty sure Terry Brooks is dead. Nope. He's still living. Yeah. He's a he, not a she. Terry Brooks is still alive. You know who I'm thinking of? Terry Pratchett. Yeah. Terry Pratchett passed Sorry. away. It was very sad. We talked about it on this. I know. I remember now. I just was thinking. Well, anyways, The Sorcerer's Daughter is the defenders of Shannara. That's a show on MTV. Oh, right Shinara, now. yeah. So we have some. You of know, these books. we have a I, lot of these. Books. I love the MTV covers of those. They make those books look, look so interesting, even though they're not my jam. What this says the mysterious magic wielding druid ordered yeah. order has existed for long ages. Yeah. Ages, man, battling yeah. an evil that threatens the four lands. Not my jam. Four lands. Think about it. What would you say? How many lands do you think are in your life right now? Lambs. Lands. Lands. I guess. One, two, All right. two well, if you count the library. Yeah, these have four. Yeah. That's You've only been around for what, like 32 years? Me? Yeah. yeah, 33. 33? These people have been around for ages. At what point in your life do you stop including your half age? You know? You, like, you, I like would, you're 33 and a half? I wouldn't say you're 33 and a half. I think you stop around 10. 10. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm 10. I think, no, I'm, because yeah. I think maybe because when you're 10, you're like counting down to 13. So you probably be like, I'm 12 and a half. You know, yeah. I was never. So I, thir- think, I, I was never like thirteen and a half. Or yeah, I think thirteen is the cutoff. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Hey, the City of Mirrors, a novel, book three of the Passage trilogy. Well, that already creeps me out. By the City of Mirrors, Justin is Cronin, Keeper Sutherland. There. I don't know. Stephen King says a thrilling final to a trilogy that will stand as one of the great achievements oh, yeah, in American fantasy yeah, yeah, fiction. Yeah. You followed Passage. You faced the twelve. Now enter the City of Mirrors mm-hmm. for the final reckoning. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That was under six seconds, so it's okay. As the best-selling epic races to its breathtaking final, Justin Cronin's band of hardened survivors await the second coming of unspeakable darkness. Wait, unspeakable darkness. Okay. Yes. Just want to make sure. Exactly. All right, now we're going down in age. Uh, Young adult series coming out, uh, The Last Star, the final book of The Fifth Wave by Rick Yancey. Mm, You know what? I just... 
watched that movie. Have you seen the movie? No. Did not like Really movie. bad? It was... I feel like it's one where the book probably fleshed things out a lot better in the movie. You're just kind of like, why are you doing these things? Yeah. Why well, the movie kind of flopped. Did it flop? Yeah. Are they going to continue? I don't think so. Actually, the Divergent series is in a weird place where uh, Allegiant Part 1, or they just called it Allegiant, came yeah. out and did really bad business. Mm-hmm. And now, like normally, you wouldn't make another movie, but they, they've got three movies and they're just not going to end it. Right. So they're kind of like... That's weird. They probably have to end They it. never went back to Mortal Instruments. I'll tell you that. Now, well, that's a show now yeah. on what was ABC Family right. and is now Fused Same television. thing with the series of Unfortunate Events. It just, the movie was the first three books and they never went back to it. Yeah. But I think they're also doing it. It's going to be on Netflix, Netflix with Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, crazy. Friend of the show. Yeah. Is he? <laughs> no. Friend to everybody, yeah. in the, a way. The erstwhile Doogie Hauser is uh, okay. making the rounds. Last book <laughs> I've got, Return to the Isle of the Lost, a Descendants novel by Melissa de la Cruz. De la Cruz. So, uh, the descendants being the children of the Disney villains from the mm. Disney original movie, Direct to the Descendants. Yeah. We have the soundtrack. We have the movie the and the section. soundtrack, yeah, and yeah. we have the first book. And we have the books. So, um, it's a one-stop shop for descendants. Yeah, without its inf- infamous leader, the island's even worse than when they left it. But the Uh-oh. comforts of home, even a home as gloomy as the Isle of the Lost, can be hard to resist for recently reformed villains. So... Hmm. I forget. I think like Jafar has a son, and Melissa Fent, Melissa Fent has a daughter. <laughs> Maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah. I've never been able to say it. Yeah. So it's not Melissa. Her name's not Melissa. Oh, you know what? Ursula has a son. Mm-mm. Does she have a looks? A pretty face. Yeah, but you forgot about something. What? Body language. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was great. Yes. I also just wanted to keep going and yeah. talk about how That's a great men up there don't like a lot of babble. No. Okay, now we're probably copyright infringed, right? I think we are. Disney's coming at us like an yeah, You don't want to mess with Disney. Oh, my yeah. gosh. They'll send Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> knock on your door. Yeah. Hey, punk. You ever heard of intellectual property? <laughs> You're going to the slammer. <laughs> Pluto. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. All right. So, segment. Ooh. We're here. What do we call this segment? It's time. We need a name. Uh, Smarticus's top 100. <laughs> I guess it would be. <laughs> I actually have quite a few books that I would recommend. Thanks, thanks, Smarticus. No problem. But we 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 got to go off to war now. But I have to tell you, I'm not just about book smarts. I also have physical brute strength. <laughs> no, we know, but it's I'm it's, very strong. It's more important. I will lift your couch right now. We're all... right now, sir. <laughs> I understand. Are you afraid? But we don't we don't need the couch moved. Okay. We need to beat the Roman guard. Oh. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all of us, we're going to go out there with Spartacus. And me too, as well. Uh, again. Um, I actually could be very good at not just with best strategy. Best served. No. Best served With a gun. Home. No. Front lines. <laughs> <laughs> to. I want to be the point of the pyramid that attacks. See, that makes me think you don't understand what we're going to be doing. Uh, I understand perfectly. We're going to move a couch? <laughs> no. I... Yeah, okay, you stay here. Okay. Move the couch. Yeah. We need this, this I can couch. Do it. I don't need any help. <laughs> no, okay. This couch. I'm, I'm, I'm more than just a brain. <laughs> I get it. Move this couch. Done. Eight houses down that way. That's a lot of houses. Reverend Gary's house. Sir, that's a lot of houses. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, take care, Smarticus. Okay. Actually, I don't need to take care because I'm very strong and smart. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, thank you. Whew. So, anyways, uh, Smarticus's top hundred. Yeah, not really so, because this belongs to the Guardian. The Guardian. <laughs> yeah, the, the Guardian is, is uh, put together. Oh, well, actually, they're they're doing a pretty cool thing. They're they've done in the past other lists of best. Uh, I think English Lit was the last thing they did. But right now, this year, 2016, they're going through and they're identifying um, the Observer's definitive 100 works of nonfiction. Yeah. So each week, they're putting up a new one, saying this is what we feel is one of the. Uh, the best you know, nonfiction the ever. Yeah, one one hundred nonfiction. Yeah. We might finish this list on our hundredth episode. Not right now. No, no, no. They say uh, uh, we're calling the one hundred best. We will begin to identify some essential works of philosophy, drama, history, science, and popular culture, braided together and alongside our parallel list of great fiction. These books will add up to an explanation of who we are and how we got here as people. Yeah, as, as people. humanity. As humanity. Do you yeah. ever feel? Do you ever feel close to humanity? Do you ever feel like a... Close, but a a part of it. Well, yeah, do you ever feel like... Different from it. Like, do you ever feel above humanity? Hmm. 
Like you just look down upon them and you could just cleanse the earth. Uh, and you wouldn't feel anything, you know? Right. Like, right. I'd be like, oh, yeah. the yeah. poor puppy. You're describing Zack Snyder's Superman. No, <laughs> That's true. I don't. He doesn't owe this world a thing. He doesn't. No, he sure so, doesn't. Batman either. No, neither one. All right, so we're going to talk some nonfiction today. Eric, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. When you pick up a nonfiction book, why do you do that? What's the thing? What are you looking for? Uh, see my answer from our nonfiction episode. All right, but pretend that they haven't heard it and that I don't remember uh, what you said. I, I can't remember what I said. Well, no, I don't want to contradict myself, it's, though. It's I don't okay. want to say something that's opposite. On, it's all right. I mean, it's just the mood that strikes me, whatever okay. I'm interested in. I all don't right. like, you're like, oh, this is a popular nonfiction book that's mm-hmm. going around. That's not how I work. Okay. If I want to read, if I want to know something about dinosaurs, I'll pick up a book about dinosaurs. Okay. If I want to read something about the chili peppers i'll pick up their oral history mm-hmm. so. yeah i guess i'm the same way i'm not like let's see what's the top top yeah. um like bestsellers in yeah. nonfiction. it's the last nonfiction but you read the last nonfiction i read um the wright brothers by uh, david oh, mccullough right. a little yeah. while back yeah. okay i enjoyed that that was good i like yeah. history i tend to like history yeah. i like biographies yeah i don't know i guess i like things that are that are um oh you know, sort of unbiased and not yeah. slanted in anyone. Uh, before we go on, we forgot to look at the New York Times bestsellers list. You yes, think it's too did. late? No, I don't think no, it's too it's late. No, it's too late. No. no. We'll cycle back no. around. All right. Okay. So, All right. We're pausing from our segment. New York Times bestsellers list. News. Sorry, everybody. All right. This is my fault. Number sure 10, is. Find Her by Lisa Gardner. Number 9, The Widow by Fiona Barton. That's new. Number 8, Go Set a Watchman by Harper Lee. Really? Yeah. Why is that back on? Are, you reading, are you reading everything? Because I bet it's... Uh, no, this is hardcover fiction. Not a paperback bestseller. No. Wow, okay. Uh, number seven, My Name is Lucy Barton by Elizabeth Strout. Are you reading the right list? Because these are old books. Oh, you know what? This what? is from March. <laughs> Look at that. So... Like a steel trap let me, up here. Uh, I knew that was wrong. Let me get out of here. Time you to actually get to have May. to just uh, go back a few, so... Yeah. I can help you if you want. Let me... Uh... Yep. Ooh. Yeah, okay. I'll click on this. All I'll right. click on the best set. Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay. Now we're back on track. Those were old books. I, yeah, I know. I just thought they were having a resurgence. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, here we are. Uh, <laughs> this week's. So, here's the thing. Remember that there's an a- if an asterisk is there, it means the one above it, it's almost right. They're, unidentifiable. It's a, it's a horse race, right. neck and neck. Uh, hey, well, I would feel bad not saying this, so I'm going to say it anyway. Number 11, no. All the Light We Can... Oh, number 11, The Nightingale by Chris and Henna. You... She's off the list, and you had to bring it up anyway? Sorry, man. Weird. Number 10, All the Light We Cannot See by well, Anthony Dewar. I'm tired of that All one, right. too. Number 9, Eligible by Curtis Sittenfeld. Well, that is... I don't remember that one before. And this is... No, I do, because I remember the Sittenfeld. Um, this is Indistinguishable in Sales to La Rose by Louise Erdrich. Yeah. Yeah. Number 7, ugh, Everybody's Fool by Richard Russo. Oh, hey. Number 6, The Apartment by Danielle Steele. Number 5, The Nest by Cynthia Dieprich Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Number 4, Extreme Prey by John Sanford. Extreme Prey. Number 3, Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. Snakes on a Plane. Number 2, The Last Mile by David Baldacci. Mm-hmm. Number 1, for the second week, uh, 15th Affair by James Patterson. Oh, yeah, that'll be for a while. I Do you want to see the monthly list for animals? What is this, like top 10 animals of the week? I don't, I don't really want to see. No. All right. Well, I'm going to look at it. Okay. Well, so, you know what else you could look up? You could look up uh, book, for Hawk. book number one on our um, top or 100, the Guardians list of 100 best nonfiction books. What they have first here, I remember when this came out, 2014, The Sixth Extinction by Elizabeth yeah. Colbert. Do you want to pull that up? Take a little look at the, old, the synopsis. Yeah, I got it, man. Get it. Oh, you want me to read it too? Yeah, just read me a little bit. All right. Uh, from the author of Field Notes from a cat- Catastrophe, a powerful and important work about the future of the world, blending intellectual and natural history and field reporting into a compelling account of the mass extinction unfolding before our eyes. Over the last half a billion years, there have been five mass extinctions, when the diversity of life on Earth suddenly and dramatically contracted. Scientists around the world are currently monitoring the sixth extinction, predicted to be the most devastating extinction ever since the asteroid impact that wiped out the dinosaurs. This time around, the cataclysm is us. Oh, boy. We're the asteroid. This kind of seems like one you would like. And panda bears are the dinosaurs. Really? Yeah. Wow. I guess that means fish or the new mammals? Maybe. This strikes me as one that you would be interested in. Yeah, the thing is, I know we're boned. Oh. You know? Yeah. We're doomed. Yeah. So, reading about this stuff, like, 
the people in charge, like the masses, they don't care. Wow. Nothing's going to change. Wow. It's not until we get bold. Unless we get off this freaking planet, we're all doomed. And so is everything. We're going to take everybody with us. <laughs> so I should have known not to bring up the next one's about SeaWorld. Not really. Please don't, <laughs> please don't talk about SeaWorld. I'm just saying as humanity, it's almost like we have a, uh, a extinction gene in our, in our DNA. Okay. Like at some point it's just going to go off and we're just going to wipe out every wow. single life on this planet. You're passionate about this topic. Sorry, man. I love your fire. Let me give you a signature line <laughs> Wait, from, do you uh, want a cleansing fire? Six extinction. No <laughs> signature line. Uh, the guardian says, they chose this line from the book. The sixth extinction will continue to determine the course of life long after everything people have written and painted and built has been ground into dust and giant rats have or have not inherited the earth. Hmm. So, how would you upbeat? How do you think you'd do in a world run by uh, rats? rats. <laughs> not great. <laughs> okay. Certainly not great. All right. Next, we have number two The Year of Magical Thinking by Joan Didion. Do you remember this one? I remember uh, this hit. I remember. I, all these titles. Yeah. From one of America's iconic writers, this is a portrait of marriage and a life, oh in good times and bad, that will speak to anyone who has ever loved a husband or wife or child. This is a stunning book of electric honesty and passion. Several days before Christmas 2003, John Gregory Dune and Joan Didion saw their only daughter, daughter uh, Quintana, fall ill. At first, they thought it was a flu, then pneumonia, then complete septic shock. She was put into an induced coma and placed on life support. Days later, the night before New Year's Eve, the Dunes were just sitting down for dinner after visiting the hospital when John suffered a massive and fatal uh, coron- coronary. Coronary, wow. yeah. Okay. In a second, this close symbiotic partnership of 40 years was over. Four weeks later, their daughter pulled through. Two months after that, arriving at LA airport, she collapsed and underwent six hours of brain surgery at UCLA Medical Center to relieve a massive... Uh, hematoma. Whoo! I guess that would take some magical thinking to get through. Yeah. A lot of stuff there. Yeah. This, uh, the Guardian says, Joan Didion has joined that select band of writers led by C.S. Lewis who have transformed grief into literature. That's yeah, I guess so. Joyce Carol Oates has one called um, A Widow's Story, mm. which is about the death of her husband, and it's like very compelling. I once read a book called The End of Your Life Book Club, Ooh. and... I thought it was terrible hmm. because it's about a uh, a man writing about his mom going through cancer, and there was, I thought it was going to be like, oh, what books did they choose to read, or like all this stuff, but like it was bad. It was badly written. Hmm. It's disappointing. Yeah. Signature line from a <laughs> year of magical up. thinking. We are imperfect mortal beings aware of that mortality even as we push it away. Failed by our very complication, so wired that when we mourn our losses, we also mourn for better or worse ourselves mm. as we were, as we are no longer, as we will one day not be at all. This is going to be a downer episode. Maybe. <laughs> I kind of want to read this, though. Yeah. That sounds good. This just in, bag full of kittens run over by truck full of puppies on fire. Wow. Were the puppies driving? No. Hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> Should they have been? That would have been adorable. Yeah, Just maybe. a bunch of puppies fighting over the wheel. Just driving a car, yeah. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. All right. All right, so next, number three on the Guardian's list here. This is the one I selected for uh, February 15th. Uh, no Logo by Naomi Klein. Yeah. You got that one? With a loaded. new afterword to... Oh, wait. <laughs> new <laughs> Logo employs journalistic savvy... Savvy? Savvy. Savvy. And personal testament to detail the insidious practices and far-reaching effects of corporate marketing and the powerful potential of a growing activist sect that will surely alter the course of the 21st century. Well, we'll see. First published before the World Trade Organization protests in Seattle, this is an infuriating, inspiring, and altogether pioneering work of cultural criticism that investigates money, marketing, and the anti-corporate movement. As global corporations compete for the hearts and wallets of the consumers who not only buy their products but willingly advertise them on from head to toe, witness today's school books, superstores, sporting arenas, and brand name synergy. A new, gen- a new generation has begun to battle consumerism with its own best weapons. Mm. This provocative, well-written study, a frontline report on that battle, we learn how the Nike swoosh has changed from an athletic status symbol to a metaphor for sweatshop labor. How t- a- wow. How teenage McDonald's workers are risking their jobs to join the Teamsters, and how culture jammers utilize spray paint, computer hacking, Ackerman, and anti-propagandalist wordplay to undercut the slogans and meaning on billboards ads, as in Joe Chemo for Joe Camel. Yeah, but Joe Camel's not a thing anymore. It's pretty old. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think what she's talking about here is, is you know, a good discussion to have. 
I'm not particularly interested in reading the book. Boy. I don't think that would be a I'm not yeah, I'm a just pleasant read. Look, I love my classic rock yeah. and some of that stuff, but hippies are just so hard for me to deal with. <laughs> so like reading about this, like, hey man, you know what that Nike symbol stands for? Yeah. You know, like yeah. But everything does that. Like yeah, I every mean, right. I mean obviously commercial is is a problem. <laughs> You know, so. uh, here's the signature line. Let me give you this. It's a little taste here. The astronomical growth. I know. I'll make my T-shirt. <laughs> and cultural influence of multinational corporations over the last 15 years can arguably be traced back to a single, seemingly innocuous idea developed by management theorists in the mid-1980s. The successful corporations must primarily produce brands as opposed to mm. products. Yeah. Well, that's kind of an interesting yeah. thing to yeah. say. Brands. Every time you eat a seat at Subway, man, rainforest cries, but it can't no, but cry because you stole its eyes. No, but that's not what that's not what she's saying here. I mean, that, old that's, navy stole its eyes, man. I think that's kind of an interesting thing. Oh, so now you want to read it? Corporations must primarily yeah. produce brands as opposed to products. So it's not not so much about the individual thing, but like yeah. brand building. And I mean, you kind of see that in movies now. Look at look at like. Even Marvel movies, for example. This whole, like, everything we're doing. Did you just try to bring in Marvel movies on, on this hippie regime? No. You know, I don't know who's signing on in the world, because here I am talking about how humanity is going to wipe itself out, and meanwhile, I'm also tearing apart the hippies. No, so. I'm just saying, it, I mean, it used to be, there was a time, if you just look at movies, there was a time when it was like, not every movie got a sequel, and not every, like, action-adventure led to a trilogy. Mm. And now, like, we've even gone past that, where we're, we're doing, like, world-building and not saying that Marvel's evil or anything. I'm just saying, like, the success this of just Marvel... In. Nick is 90 years old. The success of the <laughs> Marvel films have led, like, all these new things, like like the Hanna-Barbera, like, cinematic universe, yeah. and the... You know, it's a new thing, where it's, like, yeah. this brand building is, is kind of overtaking. Uh, so, so, that actually Before the Marvel universe, there was never a, a corporation called Disney? <sighs> is that is that right? There was never a Disney thing? Okay. Book four. <laughs> Universal <laughs> Movies was never series. a thing. Hanna-Barbera did the cinematic crossover first anyways. They did that uh, one where they were all in a flying pirate ship talking about the ecosystem. Oh, the Spruce Goose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah hanna Like Yogi Bear yeah, and yeah. Al Gabong were all teamed up. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, no, I'm, obviously there's been interconnected that, stories in the past. Was it's that just, called... Uh, now it's like the... Was that called... Was it like Yogi Bear's something? Was like was he like the titled hero I think of it? It was Yogi Bear. Good yeah. for him. All right, number four, birthday letters by Ted Hughes. Yeah, formerly uh, poet laureate, whatever that means, to Queen laureate, Elizabeth II, laureate. laureate. The late Ted Hughes is recognized as one of the few contemporary poets whose work has mythic scope and power. And few episodes in post-war literature have the legendary stature of Hughes' romance with and marriage to the great American poet Sylvia Platt. Plath. Platt. Platt. <laughs> you gonna help me here? I don't know. Is it Sylvia Platt? I think it's Plath. I, Plath. Sylvia Platt. I don't know. They both sound right. The poems and birthday letters are addressed with just two ex- expect, uh, exceptions to Plath and were written over a period of more than 25 years. Mm. The first, a few years after her suicide in 1963. Some are love letters, others haunted recollections and mm. ruminations. In them, Hughes recalls his and Plath's time together, drawing on the powerful imagery of his work animal, vegetable, mythological as well as on Plath's famous verse uh it's just animal mythological and vegetable hmm. so okay maybe he means like flowers and stuff so these are like, like your eyes are as green as a cucumber <laughs> actually that's not bad these passionate the cucumber green is kind of a pleasant green addressed to hugh's late wife sylvia plath contribute to the couple's mythology and are a landmark in english poetry i you know i think i've never heard of these hmm I'll admit it. Here's our signature line. This is from the blue flannel suit, one of one of the one of them in the birthday letters here. That blue suit, a mad execution uniform, I... survived your sentence. But then I sat stilled, unable to fathom what stilled you, as I looked at you, as I am stilled, permanently now, permanently bending so briefly at your open coffin. <sighs> you were right about this being a sad episode. Yeah. We're gonna have to cheer people up with like something after. Yeah. We're gonna sing a little song. Sing a little song for you, okay. forever and ever, something, something. I don't know. All right, number five. Dreams. Go ahead. You, Dreams you. from My Father by Barack Obama. Yeah. Came out in 1995. Barack Obama being our president. Yes, that's right. Uh, nine years before the Senate campaign that made him one of the most influential and compelling voices in American politics, Barack Obama published his lyrical, unsentimental, and powerful affecting memoir, mm-hmm. which became a 
number one New York Times bestsellers when it was reissued in 2004. Yeah. Dreams from My Father tells the story of Obama's struggle to understand the forces that shaped him as the son of a black African father and white American mother, a struggle that takes him from the American heartland to the ancestral home of his great aunt in a tiny African village of Alego. Mm-hmm. Obama opens his story in New York where he hears that his father, a figure he knows more as a myth than as a man, has died in a car accident. The news triggers a chain of memories as Barack retraces his family's unusual history. The migration of his mother's family from small-town Kansas to the Hawaiian Islands. The love that developed between his mother and a promising young Kenyan student. A love nurtured by youthful innocence in the integrationalist spirit of the early 60s. His father's departure from Hawaii when Barack was two... As the realities of race and power reassert themselves and Barack's own awakening to the fears and doubts that exist, not just between the larger black and white worlds, but within himself. Hmm. You know, You've read this. I have read this, You actually. gave it two stars. Yeah. You are a harsh critic, my friend, of our <laughs> modern-day president. No, I, you know, I read this probably when it was, it was before he was running for president, I know. I read it when I was working at the Alfred Library. It just sounded interesting to me. I did enjoy it. I guess it was, um, it was... I mean, what they said, lyrical and, and kind of bouncing around, I guess it wasn't as, as straightforward as I was thinking. I was expecting a more traditional memoir, and this traced kind of a, yeah. you know, it bounced around and, and traced a, a different right. route to him growing yeah. up. It was interesting. I mean, You have was... problems following around with some of the more complex writing, is right. that correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, it was a good read. I didn't, I didn't love it personally, but I'm glad that I read it, you know. Yeah. And then he sort of exploded onto the scene in politics. So right. it was nice to have, like, known him a little before that. So, yeah, I think it's worth reading. Okay, I would recommend it. All right, signature line: We hold these truths to be self-evident. And those <gasps> we words... hold these truths to be self-evident that every man is created equal. Right. And, and if I meet Thomas Jefferson, sorry, oh, Hamilton. Is yeah, that what we're doing okay. We hold these truths to be self-evident. In those words, I hear Two the spirit. women in the sequel. <laughs> Of Douglas and Delaney, as well as Jefferson and Lincoln, the struggles of Martin and Malcolm and unheralded marchers to bring these words to life. Yeah. See, I wasn't a huge fan of the writing, I think. Look was around, really the problem. look around. The story was interesting. Writing not so strong. Anyway, so that's uh, this is this is an ongoing project that we're doing. So we thought we'd just highlight a couple this How morning. How many did we get through? That's oh, that the, was the first five. Yeah, the first five. All right. So uh first five. Little I mean, again, you can all just go on this. Oh, hey, I've read this book. I've read number nine. Oh, so we'll, we'll get not to that. there yet, so don't I said it. I'll I'll get us there. Okay. Richard oh, Richard Dawkins. I thought it was Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, this this original Richard Dreyfus. So this this list compiled <laughs> I was by in the Jaws. observers <laughs> found on Guardian.com. So if you want to look at the whole list there, as as of this recording, uh, let me tell you how high they're at now. Number seventeen. Number seventeen. Yeah. So one yeah. a week. So it's gonna it's gonna be a few. Number years eighteen will finish, be. So. I was in Jaws by Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's it's getting a, a wide. These will be our wide uh, net so far. So it's uh, I'm interested in what they're doing because it's not just. I don't know. They're not just picking the obvious ones. They're picking unique, interesting things like across all disciplines. So it might be something interesting to follow. So if you're interested, you can find it guardian.com slash book slash series. Slash UK. Find slash it there. Crumpet. Find it there. All right, library news. What do you got coming up? What do I got? What do you got? Put well. Spot like that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Thursday, May 26th, our good friend Emma Time. Yeah. Coming back, 7 o'clock. So if yeah. you're, again, if you're an Angelica what Radio Emma Time fan, will that be? Aha, uh-huh, 7 o'clock. Angelica Radio fans will know her from her uh, Friday morning show, and probably just around, because she's performed a lot of places. Yeah. So this is a, a great show. You definitely <gasps> want to catch it. Do you think she'll have us on her show? Maybe. We should yeah. have her on our show. We should, yeah. Wait, yes. holy crap. We should. Synergy. Emma Time. Synergy. Please get on this show. That. Uh, we You're got... in charge of getting her on our podcast to okay. talk about something. Sounds good. Does she talk... What does she talk about on her show? What's a music show? Oh, so. nice. Yeah. She can talk, talk about music. music. Right. We like talking about music. We do. Do you think we have the same taste? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I like her stuff, so maybe. Hmm. Yeah. I got a couple more concerts down the road. We have the high school coming we. back to do their encore concert, and we have the, the Young Sisters coming to perform Yeah. in June. What yeah. about you, buddy? Oh, boy. Anime Club going strong. Anime Club going strong. 19 kids last time? That's great. Yeah, we had a 19-kid high. So Nice. Yeah, it was great. I ran out of soda. I had to start lying to the kids when they yeah. had, like, after, a while, like, maybe the first hour and a half, they're like, are there any more chips? I'm like, no. And then I'm like, you can see me, like, pushing the chips under the couch. <laughs> like, no, nope, no stretch chips it. here. Stretch Just it. have to wait till next yeah. week. Uh, <laughs> All the books is not advocating lying to children. That <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's very true. Actually, this summer we'll be opening it up to the public for certain viewings in the auditorium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there'll be Teen yeah. Anime Club Presents. We're going to be Pretty showing sad. Dragon Ball Z. 
uh, Battle of the Gods or Battle of Gods? I can never remember. Okay. We'll be showing the Trigun movie, Badlands Rumble, and Summer Wars. Cool. Summer Wars. Yeah, we're coming up on, the, on our summer reading program. Summer reading program yeah, for all ages. That's good. So we got it's lots happening. of good prizes, lots of good events coming up. So yeah. keep an eye on the old David A. Howe Public Library because we yeah. got some good stuff happening. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Sure. Book clubs are currently reading Nashville Noir. That meets June 1st. That's a murder she wrote. Murder she wrote. <laughs> yep. Three o'clock. And then the other book club, Contemporary Classics, is reading Year of Wonders by uh, Geraldine Brooks. And that's uh, coming mid June. That'll be June 21st. Three o'clock. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Man, these nonfictions, they just. You feeling sad now? Well, the clouds have kind of come out. It's a little dark in this office. All that sad stuff. I've got this extinction thing going on in my head now. Yeah, thinking about extinction. I don't know, man. I should have skipped that one. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, folks. We yeah. will see you next time.